Welcome back to another episode of the Krusty Cast. Today we have two new guests. We, me and Kenny. Kenny's here again. Say hi, Kenny. Let me say that these two guests know a it, lot about say, fishing. I said say hi. God damn it. Let me talk. <laughs> these guys know a lot about fishing, but they know even more about beer. Oh, these guys know about beer. So we got two guys, Lucas and Kyle. Why don't you guys say hi? Hi, I'm Lucas. Kyle, what's going on? So we started a youth fishing club at our old high school. Um, not Kyle Lucas's old high school, me and Kenny's old high school. These guys are just helping out because, you know, they're just like not as good fish. as they're not as good as us. Um <laughs> keep dreaming. <laughs> but one thing they do best us at is beer. Lucas has a pretty cool hobby of making all of our refreshments on the podcast. How'd you get into that, Lucas? Um after I graduated school, I needed a, a new hobby other than studying, and my brother had a a little five-gallon kit that he started with <laughs> at one point and uh, just handed it over to me, and my first batch of beer was not terrible. Okay, look it look would, back on it. It was probably ass. Well, let's just say I pretty much brew that same beer to this point. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, nice. I'm sure it was substantially better than what you drink currently. Um, Svedka? Not not a chance. That's not a beer, brother. <laughs> <laughs> These guys hate on Michelob. They hate on Bush. They hate on Coors. They call it water. I don't know. I just bought a six pack today for this podcast. It was sixteen dollars. That could oh no, it was sixteen bucks. It was sixteen you, bucks with this Fedka. So sixteen total. But that was four dollars. That was twelve. Yeah, math. Math is so. hard. Yeah, yeah math is good. hard. Yeah, I, I I would like to drink water because I could have got a twelve pack for that six pack. We can uh, go on and on about the uh, variance in ingredients that goes in brewing beer. And also, Kyle I sells beer. I do sell it, yes. To kids. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it's going to go. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, tell us about yourself, guys. You, obviously, you guys like to fish. You're new to, the, new to the podcast. We've been we've been hanging out here at your house, Lucas, I don't know, past four weeks, almost twice a week. All I know is you guys like to come here and eat my food and drink my beer. <laughs> and I, make fun of it. Hey, I oh, I have never made fun of his beer. You've never left without a smile. I, I never made fun of his beer either. So, hmm. Mm. No, uh, I got started into fishing real young. Uh, I had a, a pond out behind my parents' house. Uh, it was a pretty large pond. Had a lot of panfish. Had a lot of bass. Um, had some catfish that I never caught. And... Uh, but I always heard about them. But it was a lot of fun, and I spent many evenings out there fishing. Still trying to catch your first fish, right? Still, yeah. Never <laughs> caught a fish. He'll get there, I have faith. <laughs> and Kyle, what about you? Uh, I, I fished as a young lad with my grandpa way back in the day in Florida. Um, Are you from Florida? I am from Florida. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, Lakeland, hmm. Tampa area. Sounds fan of, like nice fan of the Lightning? A huge fan. Huge. Are you? Yeah, hockey and stuff. <laughs> It is kind of weird, though, like all those like southern teams are kind of dominating. Yeah, like, uh, uh, only Tampa, really. I mean, Florida uh, Panthers did pretty well this past season. Vegas? Are all I these mean, warm are they, are, Is Vegas like that south, though? They're very warm. It's in a desert, Lewis. But they're it, very good. They are in a desert. I will give you that. They <laughs> are in a desert. Yeah, they are in a desert. Oh, we got another guest. Oh, we have Geronimo. Geronimo, oh. <laughs> Geronimo is my dog. He is a miniature Labradoodle. He is great. Geronimo, <laughs> say hi. You have to put... 
<laughs> anyway, back to Florida. But anyway, yeah. So uh, I grew up there. I remember my grandpa would get me up and super early, you know, four a.m. or something. Didn't you hate that as a kid? I did. And now as an adult, you're I, like, you I, sleep in like to four thirty. Like, Fuck. Yeah, I didn't understand it. I didn't understand it. And uh, I mean, I didn't, really didn't fish again until about six years ago. Uh, I made it a New Year's resolution. I was like, I'm going to get a fishing license. I'm going to figure out a way to get away from like the hustle bustle of sales life, get away from people, get away from concrete. Yeah. You know, friends with Luke and these guys. And yeah, uh, yeah I've been addicted ever since. Uh, two things I want to say is, I forgot the first thing, but the second thing is, um, no, I remember the first thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I forgot the second thing. You could have said it in either, <laughs> in either order. We wouldn't have known which one was out of order. <laughs> um, so getting away from the hustle and bustle, uh, I think my sophomore through senior, uh, yeah, senior, I would say senior year of college, I stopped hunting, stopped fishing, just went to school, and you can stop flipping me off if you want. <laughs> Accidental. Um, it like got out of hunting, fishing, going to school, like on that grind, I, on campus all the time really not focusing on anything else besides when's my next test and when's my next drink. <laughs> sure. I um, don't know that feeling. Exactly. And, you know, being friends with Kenny all that time in Malachi, my senior year, I did, so I did five years. My, my super senior year, uh, my fifth year, is when kind of I got really, our COVID actually got me back into hunting hardcore. And then after getting back Welcome into back. hunting. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, getting back into hunting well, I mean, we get back into fishing. And so fishing back with Malachi and Kenny, yeah, I it's definitely like I look forward to getting away from the corporate life. Yeah, it's one of those weird things. Like it's something you do for yourself, but doing with a, a group of friends who have like a similar mindset of getting away from things. Like it, it's it's hard to beat getting outside. Exactly. Spending time casting, not catching. Dude, I'd rather cast all day than sit in my office and type on Excel. Preach it. <laughs> But those are a little bit of Kyle and Luke. Uh, Luke, yes. You call him Luke or Lucas? A little bit of both, depending if I'm mad on him or not. <laughs> oh, is, Lu- is Lucas his angry name? Lucas is when I'm a little more uh, excited. <laughs> Aroused, if you will. Tipsy. So Lucas <laughs> brews a lot of beer. Um, and Lucas, you poured me something. What is it? I'm actually going to let Kyle take this one. That is Samuel Adams Utopias. And it came in a pretty fancy bottle. I saw those all over the internet for about... A month. Yeah, it's a hot item once every two years when they release it. It is technically a beer that they ice, distill, and age in uh, up to 14 different barrels. Different, uh, Bro, it smells like bourbon. Cherry dark chocolate. Sure. sure. I thought it was an urn. I thought there was someone dead in there. <laughs> like it's, if you drink it, smells, it, it, smells like a, it smells like a Ghirardelli like dark chocolate cherry. Sure. I mean, any descriptor isn't going to be inaccurate. It's a very complex beer. I mean, I could say it smells like a White Claw. That'd be pretty inaccurate. That's you can leave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to give it a try. After that, you should try this stuff. It's really good. I've you never should even pop heard that of that top. before. He's got to hold the mic. Just let him. He's, he's focusing. It tastes a little sour at first. So do you. Kind of let it sit. <laughs> I let it sit on the tongue a little bit, and I like it tasted almost exactly like it smelled. Sure, it tasted like a Ghirardelli dark chocolate cherry, like little flat piece of chocolate. Delicious, yeah, yeah. fucking delicious. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> That's delicious. If I told you that was a beer, would you believe it? Um, 
No, I think it's I liqueur. It whiskey. Crazy, I think right? it's liqueur. Mm-hmm. And it's salty, too. It, it's got a, a huge complexity to it, which is why it's so expensive. Yeah, no, that is delicious. That is really good. I'm glad you enjoyed Thank you. And also, thank you, Lucas. For I'm glad I could share. <laughs> Lucas usually supplies us for all our drinks. I think we said that already. Yeah, we we, we got to fight the good fight. And then, Kenny, we, you got a Ghost Coast Distillery? What this is this? This is Lucas's. Yeah, Lucas, what is this? Uh, Master Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Taylor, my wife, and I went down to um, Savannah, Georgia. Acoustic. Ooh, that sounded good. What did I say? Um, <laughs> there was a... Sorry. We checked out a lot of uh, breweries around town, and then one of the breweries was the parking lot was full. So we actually, there was this Ghost Coast distillery, like two two like stores over. So we were like, ah, we'll park here. But it says you can only park here if you buy something. I bought some, that. Do you like, are you a fan of it? I am not a fan of whiskey. Well, we're a fan of whiskey. I know. And Can I give it a try? I, I shared. I tried it. It's really good. I was surprised. I've never heard of it before, so I, you know. You care? Was it, what? If I try it? I don't care. You got your own glass. Well, it's full of beer. Beer that tastes like whiskey. This is a very slow-paced podcast so far compared to what we're used to. I like it, though. It's called alcoholism. It's great. Oh, say something for me. I think it's a little late. It looks empty. You can wash it down with Svedka. That's really good. I'm glad you enjoy it. That was yeah. It's, it's got a real. It's got a sweet taste to it. Very sweet. Very sweet. All right. We got a peacock going in the background. It's time, <laughs> he's telling us to move on. Okay. So on to the main uh, kind of. I think one of the main reasons why we got these guys on the podcast. They both love fishing. Um, they had a Michigan trip. They went on uh, kind of in line of when we went on our Michigan trip up north. They went directly. This I think the same length up north as us, just to the east a lot. Right, no, they had oh, they had more time than we did though. We went a little further north, a little further north, yeah. And uh, so we'll we'll get into that. But you guys, they love fishing. Um, it was it was about time we hang out hang out with them enough to get them on a podcast. And we started the fishing club. So one of the big things we had um, Brian Hall and his kid Gage Hall on a podcast a couple weeks ago, kind of talking about you know hunting and the youth and you know how to get them more involved and and some of the stuff. So we started this youth fishing club and we thought maybe we'd get 20 30 kids and it, Lucas your wife told us hey it's she was well, what was she thinking she was kind of thinking the same thing she was like oh it's the first year for this like we might get 20 kids and we had about 20 kids in the first hour that signed up and i will say like every parent that i've talked to they say the same thing they say this is awesome all of these kids, like my kids' friends and all of them, they're just, you know, on their iPad, on playing video games all day long. But those same kids are the same kids who sign up for this fishing club and love every second of it. We have kids that are like me, Kenny, and probably you two as well, that are, you know, they have their tackle box full of, you know, crankbaits, whopper ploppers, chatterbaits, like everything under the sun, and <laughs> they want to throw everything. It's, 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 it's a little bit of a hassle when you're trying to teach them a certain thing, but... um. Uh, yeah, it was a kind of a what's the word? Um, God, I don't know. It was it was shocking to see how we thought we were going to get maybe twenty kids, and by the third day of signups being open, we had a hundred and eighty kids signed up. Yeah, we had a cap it at eighty total. So yeah, we had 
we had to kind of sit there and think to ourselves, how many kids can we get to fish at our local ponds, you know, to keep it in the school district, and how many kids can we get to fish at each pond at a time? So we had to cap it at 80, and there was actually, I, mean, I think there was some pretty big disappointment. Even some kids were like, oh, my friend didn't get in, yada, yada, yada. But, yeah, so we started that, and, I mean, how's it? We're in our our second week. Our first week of fishing actually happened yesterday and today. How's it been going? We uh, we had a kid in our group today that had never touched a fishing rod before in his life, and he caught his very first fish today ever. It was a rock bass, a little rock bass. And that is awesome. That is awesome. Kenny was right there beside him. I yeah. kind of got a picture <laughs> of Kenny. I was trying to help him. <laughs> and we, we have kids that are scared to touch worms. We have kids that don't know how to tie knots. And the funniest thing is, the funniest thing I think is, and I think you saw us a lot in our in our group when I was you know with you yesterday and today, the kids that oh do you like do you remember the knot guys like trying to teach the knot yeah 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 we remember we remember oh, sure you do <laughs> like oh okay little well, let me see, let me see what you got going on and they just like wrap the line around a couple times loop it back through randomly and I just cinch it super tight uh, okay you're, you're getting there let me <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't even make eye contact because they know they're lying to your face <laughs> yeah you can tell instantly when they look at you and they go they kind of drop their face. Yeah, yeah. They turn their backs. They can't. You can't see what they're tying yeah, on. Just, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I mean, so kind of on the topic of you know getting the kids out fishing, and for some adults, so a lot of the parents. Um, I can't speak for all of them. I can speak for some of the ones at least. I won't generalize all of them, but some of the ones um, that are even being volunteers that have kids in the group. Their kids love fishing. They know nothing about fishing, even teaching the parents, and the parents want to know what to teach them. I mean, what have you guys noticed about teaching these kids? Like, what so far, what has worked? I mean, for anybody listening to this podcast, they might have a kid that wants to go fishing or wants to do something similar. Like, what works so far and what doesn't? I mean, it's a lot of like really focused direction and repetition. I mean, as you repetition think, is key, one hundred percent. You know, keeping you, it simple. Yes, sure. You know, we we, we stuck with just uh, teaching kids a clinch knot. You know, one of the most basic knots that is effective and something that they can they can repeat you know, over and over again and be able to learn. Um, I would say, you know, at least half of them got it right away. But, you know, doing that, you know, making them, okay, you did a good job, buddy. Cut that. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. And mm-hmm. seriously, everyone picked up on it pretty quick. So I don't know what – so Kenny and Lucas are in a group together. They're doing the group ones, and we're, me and uh, Kyle are doing group two. Uh, one thing that me and Kyle were doing um, was some of the kids, they, they do know the not. And we move, okay, they do know the knot. Let me see it five times. Like, just let me know that you know what you're doing, and then we'll let you go. And repetition, like, I don't care if you know it, just tie it. Let me see it. Let me check your knot. We're going to cut it off. You're going to do it again. And um, some of the kids that don't know how to do it, I think by today, we even saw, like, they're actually very much so getting the hang of it. And I remember, I remember as a kid, my dad used to tie everything for me. Same. Almost that he got, you know, impatient, <laughs> wanting to just go and fish. It is here, give me it. <laughs> and so teaching these kids, the goal is trying to make them able to do everything. So if they can go off on their own, they don't need a parent. I mean, what, what have you and Lucas been doing? I've noticed that the kids don't want to practice tying knots with the rope that we <laughs> gave them. But they will practice tying with their line. And it's easier anyway, but a lot of them, the main problem that we've been dealing with mostly is that they're not reeling the line tied up to their reel when they're reeling it up. So they're getting huge bird's nests, so we're having to cut the line and retie it. 
that's the biggest thing I've seen. Yeah, there's definitely some complications with uh, the the other things when you get to spend a lot of time teaching. So, I mean, that kind of makes sense. So we got we got we're probably gonna have to put some line on some reels by the end. Of oh, the, the bird's nest aren't oh, saying. Oh yeah, yeah. We we're probably lost at least six hundred yards in line today. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, one of the things that we talked about was you know, do we start a kid on an open face reel? Or do we start a kid on the button face? So we're doing like a third to eighth grade kind of age range. And we had that discussion kind of with us for, you know, what do we start them on? Do we start them closed face? Do we start them open face? Uh, is closed face the right word? Uh, I don't, I think, I mean, not that Bass Pro doesn't have them categorized by closed face, but that's pretty much the trade name I would say. And enclosed. Spin cast? A yeah, button. yeah spin, spin cast. cast. Yeah, spin cast or an open face reel. Yeah. Um, you know, I was able to teach my girlfriend's uh, brother, who's in going into fourth grade, how to use an open face reel in about five minutes, and so I was confident we could teach them. And I think that was the good, the best move because I feel like in our group they're picking it up pretty well. We haven't had any issues, and it seems like for the price, you're getting a nicer rod and reel combo than you would if it was elsewise. And with the Zebco discount, oh, the Zebco discount hooked us up. We got them nice combos with tackle box on it. You know, the things you find at Walmart where, like, it's your first start, you're getting your kid a rod, comes a little tackle box, some little shitty jigs, and a, kind of a shitty rod, and a reel. But it's enough to get them started. Actually, the rod is not bad. Uh, the if, if, the you, line if one of them was bad. cheaper, yeah, it was probably the line and the and it's like one ball bearing. But the rod itself isn't bad, I don't think. No, I, I think it was the right call for sure. I mean, we're trying to teach these kids independence, and with it's their a beginner's class. Wow. Yeah, and you might as well learn on the equipment you're going to be using in the future. What has your guys' group struggled with the most? The Vo- volunteers and kids. It's, from what I've seen, it's, I mean, from what I've been helping with, it's all gone really smooth. We haven't really had any issues at all. Yeah, I mean, every kid is learning how to tie, learning how to rig up their uh, entire pole. Um, even with the issues with the line we've had, and we've had to re- like cut the the line i had uh one kid today like just go ahead and just start stringing her pull up again and uh it was really cool to see I, you said girl there and i want to talk yeah. on that we girls have can fish too oh yeah we have two girls in the tuesday group that were casting like absolute pros like better i would say they were better casting at, at that age 100 percent clearly <laughs> they were Tying on their own stuff. They they caught a couple trees. It's going to happen. I still catch trees. I love trees. Kenny knows I like trees. They were tying on their stuff when they caught off. They know how to get their stuff out. And they're better than I would say majority of the boys like in the group. So, I mean, if, if you have a girl that wants to go fish, like do not be afraid to let her go fish because yeah, they did hesitate. just as well. And, I mean, they I, the kids are all getting along, too. Like, we saw the kids, like, Helping each other out, helping each other out. Yeah, like, it wasn't like it was a it was a very healthy competition. Mm-hmm. I love it. Some of our kids stayed after to play football. After, <laughs> I think <laughs> the biggest. <laughs> I think the biggest takeaway too is we, we you mentioned this Lucas already, but repetitions, like giving those kids the repetitions, and everything's then going smoothly. Like the boring shit needs to happen. You need to learn how to tie a knot. Either I mean it's it can be the simplest knot. You master that. Start to do your own research. You know, YouTube's a great tool. Those kids, it can, it can be a great tool or it can be a huge hindrance. Like, 
you know, we had kids throwing whopper ploppers today. We had kids yesterday wanting to throw everything under the sun, retying more than their. I mean, they they got repetitions tying knots, but they wanted to tie on everything, every they artificial tied a bait. Ex- yeah, tie a swivel on because they don't want to tie a knot. Like teaching them, like I don't know, the knot's a better way. Like the swivel is it has its purpose. Let's learn the knot. But that you know, even that is like knowing what to use too. Because like we had the kids, we just so our six week schedule. We have two weeks of dedicated pan fishing. Two weeks of dedicated catfish and smallmouth fishing in the Maumee River, and then we go back to kind of we're going to our last two weeks are more th- th- we're going to ponds that have more bass in it too, so we got them some wacky rigs as well. But you know, knowing what to use that's going to catch us fish. I had to talk to a couple kids today. Uh, well, one kid today, a couple kids yesterday. They wanted to throw the whopper ploppers, the you know the artificial baits, and I was like, hey, you guys can throw whatever you want. That's fine. If you if if your group leader is okay with it, and you guys can tie it on and do it yourself, go for it. But your buddy Jimmy over here has already caught three fish on a bobber and a worm. Like, do you guys want to cast all day, or do you guys want to catch some fish? It's a very good point. I haven't had any of that so far. Yeah, I mean, most of the kids that showed up with something else tied on. Like, yeah. The second that they saw it, the first fish caught, they were like, "Hey, can I can I try that?" And they cut their line. And tie down a hook, a bobber, and a sinker. Exactly. The biggest problem I've been, you asked about problems. The biggest problem I saw today was they were fishing right offshore and it's super clear water, like not casting. But because mm-hmm. our fish, sounds like your guys' fish were a little farther offshore, but ours were like right on shore. So they're kind of like, you know, limb lining their just yeah, out sticking here. the not not and, casting and watching and watching the bluegill come up. And as soon as they tap that worm for the first time, they set the hook, and it they, they're not even anywhere near the hook, so they're just. Not catching them, just they're just losing their worm, basically. And I've kind of been letting the kids, you know, mess up and not helping them, and kind of giving them their independence to, oh, I messed up, I got to figure this out. We'll be there to help. Oh, if it's a real like we had that one bird's nest, you saw me to cut oh, that kid's line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like something like that, I'll help the kid out. But if they hook a tree, it's like just watch, just watch them, see what they do. Let them let their brain start working and sure. figure out how to get that stuff out. Um, and just so everybody knows, these are third through eighth graders. Yeah, like yeah, they're third through eighth kids. graders. They the the problem solving skills I don't think are hundred percent there yet for for fishing. I wouldn't say they're hundred percent there problem solving yet. Real life might be different, but you know, fishing a new hobby, um, you gotta let those skills develop too. Sure. Just like repetitions, you gotta let them problem solve. The the. Finger dexterity is a problem too. I yeah, that. learning like yeah, learning Kyle, how stop to talking about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> learning how to like manage the line while tying a knot, like out teaching kids like, hey, I see what you're doing. You're tying the knot the right way. How about we try this, and it might be easier. And then they'll they'll understand like it gets easier when you, you know, a clinch knot. Sure, kids will want to grab it from the the end of the tag line, and wrap it like reverse basically exactly and they're going down instead of up yeah and it doesn't work and then so eventually they they grab it from the eye of the hook and they wrap it down the main line instead of up the main line and everything works out better and then just you know giving themselves enough line to work like they're problem solving all problem solving skills like i would say things that they're going to use the rest of their life (laughs) fishing like two biggest takeaways i think i've had from teaching these kids so far is let them mess up and then just give them solid repetitions. Yeah, I mean, it's so far it's been a 
kind of a key to success. I mean, we've seen a lot of catches the last couple of days. Yeah, our kids were catching some some damn good fish. Absolutely. Absolutely. Did you guys get a sloppy today? No, we got a crappie. Crappie. Was oh, that what that was? Ooh. Yeah, we got a that crappie. Was a big crappie. Yeah, yeah. He he said he caught a crappie, and I was like, uh, "There's some giants." Are in you there. sure? <laughs> I think there was crappie in there. <laughs> They're everywhere. Um. But yeah. So we have. I don't know what four more weeks now with the fishing club. So we'll, you know, keep doing that. See how that goes. And yeah, we got a we got a uh, next week off for the holiday, and then kind of back at it. I mean, we definitely need to get together and game plan, and and you know, shore things up for the river fishing because I think that's going to be a completely different animal. To that tackle. will be that will be like we're working out the kinks. This, this is the first year of us doing this. Like we had no preparation on on how things are going to be. <laughs> dealing with parents is one thing too. Not dealing with, but just understanding like. Oh, our communication sounds good to us, but how do we communicate this to parents? <laughs> sure. That's been a struggle Sending for us. them to the wrong location. Okay, good job, Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, we're going to keep working at it. we got four more weeks, and we'll probably have a couple more podcasts with these guys, so you guys will probably get updates about it. One of these times we'll get Lewis to eat a worm. I almost had a kid <laughs> eat one today. <laughs> you were actually very close to getting that accomplished. I was impressed. <laughs> I know. Um Okay, yeah, that was the Youth Fishing Club. Uh, that's how we met these guys. Uh, I think we're, I think it's going good. And don't be afraid to get your kids out there fishing because, you know, third graders learn, I would say, faster than the eighth graders have so far. Sure. But you guys went up north. Let's talk about up north. How did you guys do up north? How long was your trip? Talk about it. We, it, it took a while to figure out. You know, we always have these, these great anticipations of making that trip, um, you know, Everyone talks about Michigan smallmouth fishing, and it's just... Well, I mean, let's let's first off talk about how we always go up. I was going to say, don't you guys have an annual trip? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I kind of uh, swindled my buddies, if you will. His birthday's in May. My birthday's in the middle of May, and it's really hard as adults to get everybody together to go and do something. So I kind of took it upon myself. It's like, hey, my birthday trip, let's all go, you know, go fishing somewhere away from here. I'm surprised they actually just wanted to hang out with you. Six, six Here you are now? again. Was four weeks in a row now, buddy? Well, we're at Lucas's house, not yours. Mm. Beers are involved. Yeah, facts. <laughs> so, yeah. Is it six years now? Six years, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, every year since I renewed my fishing license as an adult. Yeah. It uh, Normally, we, we go up to the Mayo and fish the El Sable. Um, great fishing. Love it. We we figured it out over the past couple of years. Yeah, it's it's one of those weird places that we we try to find some place where we could all float on kayaks together, but also have like a big pond or something to take the boat out. What did you say, Kenny? Are you doing okay? I said the foam guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you popped that. I took a swig and it came up gushing. Yeah, you're struggling. First, there, I remember my first beer too. Oh, he's yeah. so cute. <laughs> <laughs> one day I'll be of age. <laughs> but yeah, this year. Uh, Kyle had the idea, and we all love smallmouth fishing. I mean, who doesn't? Oh, uh, dude, I would, yeah, I would say smallmouth. You, you don't? Uh, listen, I would say smallmouth. I love catching fat largies on beds. But Agreed. the smallmouth, the smallmouth bites way better. Like, it's just way better. Well, the fight the fight, way better. The catch. The fish itself, I think the fish look cooler. They're gorgeous. Too. They breach like, like none a, other. A, like a four-pound smallmouth, I would say, rivals like a six-pound largemouth. In, in looks, in feel, in fight, like everything. 
Yeah, and I, I think they're a little tougher to trick, too. You know, you can get a large mouth in any pond. You know, a smallie is just always a little more tough to figure out. And I like the challenge. Yeah, we and Kenny found that out and Malachi oh, real, yeah, real fast up north. Tell. Oh, we already talked about it. We, we won't have to get back to it. But, yeah, <laughs> we, we figured that out. Fair. I'd say, so, yeah, we went up uh, to Indian River this year. Uh, if anybody doesn't know where that's at, it's like, what? 20, don't, don't go there. 20, 30 <laughs> it minutes. It sucks. Fishing sucks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. South of the Mackinac Bridge up in Michigan. Um. We rented an Airbnb. It was great. We had a great time out there. I'm about to say, me and Kenny tent camped, and you guys, what, you had an Airbnb? We had an Airbnb. Oh, yeah. We brought the smokers. We had a shower. You had we the had shower. Had... Okay, that's included in hey, the Airbnb. We had a shower, too. Man. <laughs> we didn't have a shower. We had a shower house. <laughs> yeah, Kenny got my back. I got his back. You know, it's it's fine. It's camping. Group shower, but we that's what you saw on the guy's trip. <laughs> yeah, we had, we had the smoker, the Blackstone, charcoal grill. Like, you guys were glamping, Campfire. not camping. Uh, how many kegs did we, we bring? We didn't try to glamp or camp. It was an Airbnb on the water. And um, our own bar outside. Yeah, we. I took, uh, I made three kegs of, nope, four, four. kegs of beer. Four, four. Um, and then I canned up a bunch of beer also and took that up. So... Yeah, Lucas is a great friend to have. He just he has beer literally on tap. Like you usually say like, beer on yeah. tap. No, he has beer on tap. <laughs> yeah. My old house, uh, I actually had three taps through the wall in my man cave. Are you gonna do that here? I'll do something like that. What are you gonna do to your basement? That's uh, next podcast. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I do have pretty much a, a full brewery in the basement. Everything that you need to make whatever style of beer you want. Uh, and it's a great hobby, and uh, we reap the rewards, man. Yeah. Yeah, we do definitely great. reap the rewards. Yeah, so we were on Indian River, which is dead between. It connects Burton Malt Lake up there. So, like, renowned for, for Michigan smallmouth fishing. You guys were where again? We were southwest of Traverse City. Southwest, okay. How, how Did you guys, it, it, did it take you guys a while to figure it out, too? Oh, uh, <laughs> It's not that it took us a while to figure it out. We had two days of just nothing. They just weren't biting. I don't. Yeah. Like, I don't know how else to say it. I, I mean, I talked about this on the last podcast. We were only up there for three days, really, and the last day it turned on like crazy. I mean, we, you know, we had to try one, not. We had to try not to catch them the third day. Yeah, I mean, it, and we mostly, weren't doing anything differently. Really, mostly largemouth and rock bass. The first two days. No, I'm saying the the last day we started. We we kind of figured out. It, the last lake was weird, though, because they were up shallow, like really shallow, like up by docks. And the first two and days, they, they were, were not. The first two days, they were sitting on ledges waiting to go up shallow. Like on that, I don't know, six to what, nine foot range? Yeah, sometimes even just a little bit deeper, too. But yeah. we, we threw we threw the same baits the first two days as we did the third day. And the third day, we couldn't keep them off our hook. Really, the first two days, we would throw what we would like. All right, these baits get bit. Like a net rig gets bit. A drop shot gets it gets bit, maybe not all the time, but it gets bit. And these these fish were just waiting. They were just sitting there on the drop off, and they're waiting. And I'm not sure exactly what turned them on, but they turned on the third day. Spawn turned them on. So they, they were. I mean, they're suspended. waiting for the minnows to spawn. Well, they were. They'd move up kind of and like make a bed, and then like change their mind and come back. Yeah, hmm. they're like, and, uh, it's not quite warm enough up here. I'm gonna head back. And we, so we had thrown enough. All the like, the first two days we fished like. You know, sun up to sundown, basically. We would, someone would tie in something new. They'd catch a fish. And then would no one would catch something on that the rest of the day. Hmm. And it would be like, okay, one and done. Like, 
what amount? Or what did you catch your first? You caught one first one on a net rig on a net, and that was a that was a fish up way shallow for, and that was the only one up there. And we didn't catch another fish. Oh no, we caught some up shallow the third day on nets. The third day, yeah, the third but day that on was nets. that was a different area. That, yeah, that's the third day is almost an outlier. And you guys were strictly boat, right? Yeah. Okay, so we we took kayaks up. Um, pretty much getting to anywhere that was near fishable each day was a half mile paddle. It was it was it was long way. That's a trek. Um, yeah, just to get there. Yeah, but you know the excitement of getting there, getting fishing. Like the the trek there was nothing. After you've been out in the sun, got a couple of beers in you, um, caught fighting a bunch the of wind, fish. The waves. Yep, fighting the wind, the <laughs> waves. Um, go in the wrong direction, have to come back, find your friends, um, and th- realizing that peacock oh, is going I, hard. Yeah, can you guys shoot that? <laughs> uh, n- no, I, got, I, I think I got a peacock tag. <laughs> I'm sure it tastes um, good. And then just that that paddle back sucked. Oh my gosh! Especially if you're against the wind. Yeah. Oh. And it was, we were always against the wind. It was uphill both ways. It it's weird. like when your parents say, I walked uphill both ways to school and back. <laughs> and then, you know, there's a little cut through um, that you think is a shortcut. It's not. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What happened with Luke, that? Luke went on a couple Luke, of adventures. Luke, Luke gave you a I, look. So who who fucked up? No, not me. No, Kyle's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, there's a shortcut right over here. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to let you go alone because, you know, I'm the re- trying to be a responsible one. He, he's new to these kind of adventures, you know. Yeah. He, he he lives in Iowa, so he just does a lot of spillway fishing. Doesn't really get out on on big water, so he, he got lost he, a little bit. He's not really used to kayaks either. No. So, um, yeah, getting up in the uh, the reeds and everything with it, it's easy to get lost. Honestly, dude, a kayak can be deceiving because you can get right up on those pads and like be fine to paddle. But then you get too deep, and you're like, "Man, this is this is tough, man." <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> but nonetheless, we uh, we got on the fish each pretty much each day after the first day, and uh, I don't know, Kyle, what was your total? Uh, oh shit! And they were none of them were really small fish. No, no. I mean, we we found a lot of bedding largemouth up shallow, which was crazy. Um, we had a lot of top water success, a lot of crankbait success, and then we switched over to some drop shots and kind of tore them up. Smallies came. Did you get anything on the? Mouth. Did you get anything on the drop shot? Oh yeah, was that a killer bait for you? Uh, it was equally as good as top water. Yeah, because yeah, In we shallow. I threw a, I threw a drop shot. I have always had one tied on. Uh, drop shots are probably my favorite. Didn't catch a single They're thing on a drop shot. Use. Oh, I think yeah, Malachi would disagree. <laughs> How the fight is phenomenal. <laughs> I got to talk to this. He's guy. a purist. <laughs> he, he's a tube jig, uh, jig yeah. man. I thought you were gonna say fly, <laughs> frog man. <laughs> hey, if he's a, a fly fisherman, like I'm okay with that because that shit's hard in general. Oh no, no, he's Kenny's a fly fisherman out of all of us. What do you want me to say about that? <laughs> I feel like I'm going to get beat up for that. <laughs> I, I kind of want to see this in action. Are you guys going to beat me up? <laughs> Maybe. It depends. How, how full is your beer? Uh, about half. Uh, you can keep drinking. Is that your first one? or <laughs> Better than the Lewis. Oh, I've had a Svedka. I've had uh, some whiskey. I've had uh, some of that whatever that stuff was. It was really good. <laughs> Isn't some the magic number four drinks to get him really opened up? Yeah, so he needs like one more <laughs> and then he'll start opening up. Good. You can do that. <laughs> but, yeah. So you guys took the kayaks out. You guys caught some good fish. It looked like like you had consistently decent fish. Like, w- were you fishing lakes that had a, like a like steep drop offs? So 
where the river opened up into the lake was... Whose phone is vibrating? Kyle. <laughs> I bad. felt that in my chair. You're welcome? In your chair? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, there, there were no, there were no steep cliffs. It's just kind of like a gradual decline. We, we actually went offshore, tried to find fish, uh, all the way out to like 30, 35 foot. Couldn't find anything. That's kind of what we found too. We, we found, found that some, there was submerged like, islands, like 15 foot. Nothing. I was, I was stubborn and I thought we found some like massive pike just out roaming. Yeah. Like yeah, so on we. the, on the drop off, but they just would not even look at it. Yeah. I, I mean, I was pretty stubborn and I kind of wanted, I was like, we the first two days, we weren't catching shit. We saw them all on that 9 to, like, 12-foot range on the side of the ledges. Um, and I was like, we, I think we need to go deeper. So we got to 15-foot, 20-foot, 24-foot. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And then I was like, oh, okay. Which was I'm a huge deep. argument in the boat. He's <laughs> like, deeper, deeper, deeper. I'm like, shallower, shallower, shallower. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I would have was on that. I mean, it was it was an argument because we weren't catching shit. Like, like let's, let's, you know what, just get up here, we'll arm wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> who would win, by the way? And we and we went deeper, so I think uh, you know who won. Ah, uh, good plan. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was like, for me, it remind the, the lakes we fished reminded me so much more of going down south. And I talked about this before in the podcast, but going down south, and like ledge fishing, like legitimate ledge fishing, as in here is three foot, here is like twenty foot, and they're somewhere on there. Sure, yeah, suspended, suspended, high, low, either whatever. high, low, or yeah, whatever. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just had to take a drink. Yeah, my bad. Finally. But yeah, I mean that, that's something that us as a group is still trying to figure out. Is just the 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 offshore location of, of bass. You know, you, you read a lot. You know, watch YouTube all you want. Well, man, and when Kenny's out. when Kenny's panoptics died, dude, he just he was he, he was. I thought he was gonna cry. He, he just could not. He doesn't figure know out, right from left. He couldn't figure working. out what to do. That's dude. really funny you say that because uh, our buddy Alex on his boat, his um, what is it? His fish finder. Yeah, but. I don't know what he, he uses. He uses Navionics. Yeah. Literally, we got up there, and the line was snapped. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So his transducer. Pissed. Yeah, his transducer. It, was, it wasn't, like, broken. It was, like, shredded apart. So we have no idea how that happened. But like, Okay, which one of you guys sabotaged him? He's not going to listen No, to we wouldn't do that to him, man. <laughs> He's the one with the boat. We're not going to fuck that up. Yeah. I saw that wink, Kyle. <laughs> so I just got to clarify Sorry, here. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting until you were going to chime back no, in. No, 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 no. Just keep going. Let's keep Ever going. since I got panoptics, long-running joke, I can't fish without panoptics. I hear about it all day. You can't fish without panoptics or navionics. Or I think or... I think what did is we went to the river, and I caught, like, two more fish. Than you. <laughs> <laughs> Have this... you proved it otherwise? This guy's the white bass legend. I don't know what else to say about it. He can have that. I'm the white bass legend. I'm the Maumee River champion, except for Walleye Run. Fuck the Walleye Run. Malachi, Come on. Oh, Malachi can we talk can about the little bit? Why? Dude, Um, I just suck at fishing the water. I'll fully admit, well, I suck so at fishing the water. There's so many people out there. Dude, I don't, I just don't like it. Kenny, do you like it? I love it. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> you do not love it. You talk, to, you talk about me. Uh, are we going to go out? Listen, I, I love to hate it. Uh, I okay, love being down right. there, but at the end of the season, I'm like, oh, dude, I'm so done with this shit. Um, I can't even. End of the it. season? You mean end of your first first time down there? No. About <laughs> Usually for me, it's like four times down there, and I'm snagging in everybody, and I'm like, yeah, I'm ready for white bass now. I dude, can go the thing hard I get, for two weeks, and then it's like, uh, Once the freezer's full, I'm. I'm happy to move on. The thing I get so, like, just annoyed about is just 
you snag, you break off, you tie. And it's not that, like, tying in the summertime. That's what pre-ties are for. Yeah, I don't have those. If you're um, snagging over and over in the same spot, you're doing something wrong, bud. Yeah. Take one you, step you, to you, your you, left. You, you don't say. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, it's just like, I hate, that's what I hate, man. That's what I fucking hate. People snag you, you snag rocks, you break off, your fingers are cold as shit, and you got to retie like 30 times. I sound like such a bitch you right really now. You really do. I know. But hey, that's me. I don't like the wall I run. I love the wall I run. Kenny said it. I, I love to hate it, man. I do love to hate because I always, I will always go down there as long as I live in it Ohio. It is one of the biggest fishing challenges I've, I've I've come across yet. I love the challenge of things. Like if it's if it's simple, I'm not. I like it when there's not fine. a ton of people. Like early season walleye run, like figuring out the river, sure, because things have changed from the year before. Like it's fun, and then you actually hook into like a big male that's early. That's big male fun. or big female? Big you, males, buddy. You can get male, big males. Early. Well, you can get big males, but usually big females are bigger than big males. Females usually yeah. run a little bit later. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. See, if I would have said that, you'd be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> well, <we> know. <laughs> no, uh, but he makes a good point. You know, early season is, is a really good time to get out there, learn the water. This year was a great year for early season because it was warm as yeah, hell. Yeah. My and, first walleye was February 20th. Yeah, it was warm. And then they had, we had a cold snap, turned them off for about a week, and then they fired right back up. The, the only problem was that is when people start posting them on Facebook. That's oh. the worst. He's like, oh, the fishing was good. Dude, Here you love you love to hate social media. I say this all the time. I talk to my girlfriend about it. I'm like, I, I want to delete TikTok. I want to delete Instagram. I want to delete all that shit. But I'm like, ah, oh, but I also want to post these podcasts and make videos. Hmm, I guess I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, every every species run has those same problems, right? You know, it's not just us. One thing I love about the white bass run is warmer. Not a lot of people. Not as many. Not as many. Well, sure. yeah. If you're in a kayak, you can literally get out there, and, and that's there's what I was nobody around you. The the water, the walleye run. You have very you a lot. Uh, not all the time, but a lot of time you have that ice melting. You have usually a lot of rain that season. The river is can be wild. Like, it can be super high. It can be dead flat. You don't really know what you're It's like, almost like Lake Erie. You don't really know what you're getting at. And grant, you can watch the wind. You can watch You can watch the rain. You can watch whatever. But, you like, the river is. And then you get a hole in your waders. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for white bass, like, usually the water is a lot more tame. You can go out in your kayak. You can get away from people. And you can just catch every cast. It's it's a lot of fun. It is. It is a lot of fun. Uh, right after the the white bass is the uh, the old sheephead spawn. Yeah. Oh, freshwater! Dude, dude. what getting pulled around I, those is a blast. In the on a kayak, yes, on light line, that is fun. Can you caught a couple big sheephead this year? Yeah, I was trying to fish it for white bass though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we all, all fish for white bass when we catch sheephead. I was a little bit late in the season, <laughs> <laughs> but um. All right, moving on from the Wall I Run. Fuck, this is the Wall I Run Central podcast at this point. Almost every other episode is about the Wall I Run. That's what we got, man. It is what we have. It's the Mommy River is right here. That's what, I mean, we have also Lake Erie. Fish, we right? also have Lake Erie, too. Um, but, I mean, Kyle, Lucas, you guys are new to this. Like, Kyle, what's favorite, like, all-time favorite fishing spot? Like, where, where, what's the trip that you would, like, you, you like, okay, when I retire, I'm going back there. So something I've already done. Something you already done. Like you're like, when I retire, I'm going to go back there. 
I'm not sure I've gotten there yet, man. Like, really? Like I said, like I've only been seriously fishing for like the last six years. So like to me, my one of my best personal memories of fishing is going up here in the river in midsummer, taking my boy out, a couple buddies on the kayaks, and getting pulled around in big channel cats, chasing smallmouth. You know, you, you can catch so many species here in the summer. It, it's really a blast because you never know what you're going to have. Uh, a lot of techniques can work. It's a good way to like practice new things. You know, it's it's a good time to read the water, le- learn how the river works. Um, I will do that every year and be thrilled. But there's a lot of bucket list fishing that I want to do. I haven't done yet. What are some of your bucket list places? Uh, I would love to get flown into a Canadian mm-hmm. lake cabin. Yeah. for a couple of weeks with yeah. some buddies. You know, like just un- untouched water, no sign of civilization. That, that's a huge one. Who wouldn't? I, I also <laughs> want to go back home one day and 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 go for some you know Goliath grouper off a kayak. You know, Goliath grouper, yeah. snapper, yeah. all those. I would love to go to Florida for like the inland saltwater stuff. You know, you know what else gets me is it, it, have you seen all these people on YouTube like going ditch fishing on the like, yeah. Florida highways? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all these crazy like South American cichlids, gar. You have to like fight off the gators. Bass. Yeah, hundred percent, man. It sounds like a blast. <laughs> I would love to catch a peacock bass. Have you seen how big the the they're not they're not clownfish, but are they clownfish? Lionfish. No, no, no. The the, the freshwater. They kind of look like an eel. Kenny, I I don't know, nope. but I, we, we I need the power of Google. <laughs> we need the power of Google. Yeah, but, but it's something people keep in their tanks. But they grow huge and and they breach like like steelhead or smallies when they fight. It's crazy. When I was down in Florida, I went to the Bass Pro down there. And I asked the dude, I'm like, uh, where can I go around here to catch a peacock bass? Because it was like on my bucket list. And he's like, buddy, you're not, you're not south far enough for that. It's more like in the Everglades area, right? Real southern Florida. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you got to go south for that. I'm like, shit. Have you seen those things? I mean, they, they. Are you talking about the big fucking silverfish that like people will like catch off the docks like right below the marinas? Sorry. In freshwater, yeah. But no, they, you, you see them in like backyard. You're thinking, of bar- stuff. You're thinking of barracuda. No, not barracuda. They don't have teeth. People fucking noodle them. Like off the docks, they'll throw a shad down there and like fucking stick their hand down their mouth. Aren't they called like arapai or something? No, no, not no, arapaima. No, no, no. Those are. Those I would love to catch one of those. They, they they kind of look like arapaima, but they're silver and yes. they're a little more fit. Yes, like I said, they, they kind of have like an eel-like body structure. Yeah, what the fuck are they? Oh, Google, Google. Because <laughs> they'll, they'll catch those like right off the dock, and they're like. Four foot long, five foot long. Yeah, but you know, kids keep these in their aquariums. That's as pets. Fr- are those like freshwater? Yeah. Are they not? Are they fresh salt? Fresh and salt? Definitely not. I see so many of those in Florida. Maybe I'm talking about a different thing. Hang on, I'll look. Uh, it up. Lucas, why, Yo, while why, he's looking that up, yeah. Why? What is your? You know, re, re, I'm going to retire. I'm going to go back somewhere. Um, if it was still available, um, I mean, just back to my childhood. Uh, Behind my parents' house, there's a, a borrow pit. I grew up uh, right along Interstate 75, and there's many borrow pits and ponds along Such that. humble beginnings. Yeah. And, it, I mean, it was great. There, I mean, man, there was big fish back there. And it's a shame that uh, the one that they decided to fill in was the one that I used to fish. Um, but other than that, we when we go up to, to Mayo every year, it's so much fun. I mean, it is prime trout. That's one of the great things about that spot. That's why we originally went there. Like I said, we, we, we were looking for a location where we can really utilize the kayaks as a group. 
you know, do a lot of river float fishing, but also find, you know, local lakes and, and big ponds to take the boat out and go for, you know, bass, pike, whatever. So that place was just spectacular because yeah. we can throw little I, tiny flutter spoons for brown trout, seal, uh, rambio, I guess. These guys don't fly fish, Kenny. If the flutter spoons uh, are Kyle has a, a fly rod. I do. <laughs> I, I've used it a few times, not effectively. I, if you I, want to teach me, like, let's go. Didn't I have a fish on the last trip we were up there on a fly? On a fly? Yeah. You were dreaming, bud. No, and I got it up <laughs> to me, and you guys didn't count it because it got off right at my feet. So you didn't catch one. Got it. Anyway, Kenny. <laughs> well, hey, did you look up what that fish was? Yeah, I, I suck at Googling. Oh, uh, okay. Kenny, you've I, been to Yellowstone so many times. You've fly fished. You've caught nice-ass cutthroat. What else have you done, and where else would you want to go back to? It. So if I was going to retire and go somewhere, it would be northern Michigan. I don't think that there's a more diverse body class of water than you have up there. You got small lakes, you got big lakes, you got Lake Michigan, you got rivers, you got streams, everything. I mean, you can go, you can go catch smallies on a lake, and then you know a two minute drive be, you know, catching browns on the fly, and then you know five minute drive from there, you're catching lake trout on Lake Michigan and cohos. I don't, I don't think there's more of a diverse body of water or area that you can you can get to. So. So you think that rivals like going to your Yellowstone trips? Absolutely. Your, yeah. Because when you go to Yellowstone, for the most part, I mean, you're fly fishing, you're fly fishing for trout. They, uh, I'm trying to think, I think it was Utah in their book of regulations had no size limit on smallies. And uh, they basically said they're invasive. If you catch them, kill them. Wow. What? Interesting. Yeah. Because they're not, they're not native to there. They're, it's like mostly trout fishing out there. So. I mean, you got that. That's world-class, the best trout fishing you can ever have. But, I mean, you can't just go down the road and catch bass or go down the road and catch lake trout, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, that is fair. Um, I mean, here in Ohio, you got world-class walleye fishing. You got, you know. World-class perch fishing. World-class. And just north of here, you got pretty good bass fishing, but you can't catch trout. And damn near in Lake Erie, you got world-class smallmouth. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But you can't drive five minutes from here and catch brown trout or mm-hmm. uh, rainbow trout, you know? Well, I mean, every year during the run back to the walleye sorry but you'll see a, a couple like loner still had pulled out you will yeah you, you will. will and my that's, my that's buddy fair point. he caught a couple of kings over at the dam midsummer crazy like grand rapids yeah i would have called him a liar had i not seen the pictures oh. yeah well uh, the fish i was thinking of was tarpon tarpon is 100 percent salt water well they, yeah. i guess they, they do breakfast that's why that's why i was like um that's why i was like oh I guess that's not worth it. Yeah, what I'm but referring to is this. But then, boy, the yeah, you found knife. it. The clown what? Clown knife fish. Yeah, those are actually pretty sweet. Yeah, they get like three feet long. They're huge. Those are, they look like big ass shad. Yeah, this is what people pull out of like their little pond in the backyard down there. <laughs> it's crazy. But I gotta say, yeah. What is what is your place? Um, so back when I was in about fourth grade, it's like same same era. These kids are fishing. We went to Yellowstone for so when Kyle was like twenty. Yeah. Ha. Huh. <laughs> Um, I think I actually saw him one time pulling up. I think he said hi to me. He was in a white van. Said free candy or something on it. Did you get in? Free fishing lures. <laughs> well. I say, yeah, I said free fishing lures. <laughs> um, no, I would say we you went. Sure, to- didn't say crusty lures on the side. <laughs> we went to. Where do you think Yellowstone. you got the idea from? <laughs> we went to Yellowstone for about two weeks, and we brought a bunch of telescoping rods because the goal wasn't or the the vacation wasn't about fishing. Even though like we all wanted to go fishing, the goal wasn't for fishing, but. We went hiking. We brought our telescoping rods. Went on a uh, in this random stream that was just 
gorgeous, and I really would, I probably would not have ever remembered it until my grandma died, and we were going through, like, family videos and everything, and we found her Yellowstone videos. Like, my dad had a camcorder, like, a fucking cassette tape camcorder, and we popped those in. We still had a cassette player that hooked up to our TV, so we popped them in. Sure as shit, our, all of our Yellowstone videos. So, like, we sat there, watched wow. them for hours, and... I watched a video. My dad was like zooming in on the mountains. He zoomed out and it was me and my brother fishing in a stream in Yellowstone. And that's I was really like, cool. That is where if I can, I would like to go back to Yellowstone for like two or three weeks and fish, hike. I don't think you can hunt Yellowstone, but fish and hike at least. That so. sounds wonderful. Yeah. It's just such a beautiful place, man. Like to think how vastly different that is than where we are right now. Oh, I am 17 miles in any direction. Well, minus the Canadian fog. (laughs) (laughs) I am pissed that we went when I was so young because back then I could not appreciate any of it. Sure. Having the memories and the pictures now, I'm like, oh my God, I want to go back so bad. But I mean, look look at the fire it's lit in you though. Like, exactly. I mean, exactly. Go there one day with your kids. Yeah. No, exactly. I think, I mean, that, that is my place. If I think, if I can swing it and, you know, is it retirement? Sure. Retirement gift to myself is going to be probably a three-week trip to Yellowstone. I can't wait to go with you. And retri- <laughs> you're going to pay for mine, too, right? Oh, you make more than me. You can probably just pay for yourself. Maybe right now. <laughs> and you're going to take me right. I already got waypoints laid out, so I got to Oh, you got right? waypoints? Yeah. Yeah, you can ride with us. Or <laughs> you take me, or I'll sell them to you. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll just pay You're going to want to take them. <laughs> It'd be cheaper to take me with you than for me just to sell them to you. Uh, I will say uh, a, a secondary choice would be some sort of uh, northern winter ice fishing. Do I recall one of you guys not enjoying that? I hate ice fishing. Uh, the really? same guy that's Why? wearing a golf shirt. Golf shirt? It's just a fucking polo. That's a golf shirt, buddy. Dude. Makes <laughs> Why didn't so you much wear your now? Anthony Wayne youth fishing shirt? Dude, I came straight from a meeting. I got the, you know, talking about fishing or something? Or? I wish we were talking about fishing. Oh. But we had a meeting. I had. I got it's there. It's all right. You're, you're big and point and boy. Dude, I get it. bro. I got there on time. I got out of the barely on time. Oh, I got there at six twenty-five. Um, <laughs> <laughs> supposed to be there at six, but I, we it, got it out. We got, we got the stuff. We got the. We got. You talked to the we volunteers. We had it was it, good. Yeah, it we was had good. It good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Still got to give you it, shit about was it. Was it you that called me to find out where the bobbers were that were in? Kyle's yeah. Want to know why? You want to know why? Because Kyle goes, "No, dude, Lucas has them, bro. Lucas has the bobbers." I go, "Oh, oh, why does he have the fucking bobbers?" I thought Luke came over to grab them, so he took all of them. Oh, it's Luke now. Why is it Luke now? Because you're submitting? Now, now I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Luke is his angry name. Yes. <laughs> no, he. we needed bobbers for our kids, and luckily they all had their tackle boxes, which I'm shocked about. I'm shocked they brought their tackle boxes. It was boxes. impressive, right? Yeah, it was impressive. They are learning. They are learning. Um, he said that you had them because you came over to grab them. You are going to come drop them back off. So that's why I called you. Because I was like, hey, we need our, we need our bobbers, bro. And you go, they're in the back of. Not once did I say I was going to come drop them back off. Did I you literally you, well, they were in the back the of amount that I needed. Okay, so that's a weird. That's what we didn't know about. You did come and grab. Oh, I thought he took the whole thing. I literally I was waved to teaching. Kyle. I was teaching. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So Misunderstanding. Yeah. That's, we had the bobbers. Yeah. Hey, anyway, we're learning as coaches. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's not just the kids, trust me. <laughs> but it's being effective. All right, guys. It's been a great podcast. I've had better. Yeah. Uh, no, you haven't. <laughs> been great thank you well thank you guys for tuning in uh kyle luke are you mad at me 
No, I um, was going to call Kyle Lucas and the new Kyle, and I was like, wait, I'm looking at the wrong person, so I got confused. Oh, it's Christopher. Oh, yeah, sorry, Chrissy. When I'm in trouble. Chrissy, do you have anything you want to shout out, Instagram or anything, Twitter, Facebook? Not a single thing, man. These guys aren't young enough to have Instagram. That's fair. That's fair. Lucas, we are you? seriously going to fight. <laughs> yeah, I might be significantly younger than Kyle, but uh, no, I also don't have Instagram. It's okay. Or Twitter. Kenny can even find me without his line scope. So, Kenny, you have anything you want to shout out? Uh, shout out to Live Scope. I couldn't fish with him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in on this Krusty Cast. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. Peace out. See you guys.